Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. What's up, my friends? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. So excited to be here today. And first and foremost, I want to let you know what is about to come if you decide to stick around for this entire episode. I'm going to share with you 27, almost 28 minutes worth of audio that is being taken from a video for my vlog, and specifically a video that was created for the vlog for the purpose of a marketing campaign, a major marketing campaign that I'm doing for the Next Level Mastermind. And the content of this video is essential for anybody who is either thinking about entering into the journey of the full-time self-employed business owner, and it's certainly crucial that anyone who is already on that journey, that they hear this message. It is about the silent killer. The I believe the one major reason why most businesses fail. And I'm not going to tease it too much and make you wait. I, I will tell you that the the killer, the silent killer of most businesses is isolation. The, uh, the, it's just being lonely. And, it, and it's more than just the word loneliness. It is so much more. And there are so many other things that can kill a business, but it's actually, I think, most other reasons why businesses fail stem from and have their root cause inside of this thing called isolation. And I created a video for my YouTube channel and specifically for the purposes of this marketing campaign that I'm doing for the Next Level Mastermind. And I felt like, wow, I know there are thousands of you who listen to the podcast And there are a few hundred of you who watch these videos. And so for that reason, I wanted to make sure that this message got out to you guys here in the podcast as well. That's coming up later in this episode. But first, I just want to share with you some personal update. What's going on in my life? What's going on in my business? And things that I'm excited about these days. And there are plenty of things to be excited about. One thing I can tell you is, first and foremost, I am recording... This podcast episode on Tuesday, November 6th, 2018, and it's currently 7.39 in the morning, and let's see here, I've already been up for three hours, (laughs) and I couldn't be more excited about it. So uh, one of the things that I did in a recent vlog episode is I put out this vlog, and I'm like, hey, I wonder if I should get back into an early morning routine. Many of you guys know that I made a commitment years ago to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. And I, there have been times and seasons of my life where I get into these early morning routines. 
you know, waking up at five o'clock in the morning or whatever the case may be, whatever time I choose to get up, but I'd, I'd have those early morning hours to get that early start of the day before most people even contemplate or thinking about getting out of bed or doing work or whatever the case may be. And, and there are seasons when, for whatever reason, I get out of that and I find myself doing the default, which is waking up around 7.30 or 6.30 in the morning and, and just starting my day as I normally would. And you could tell the, the how I feel about that just by the the different tone that I use to speak the words, the early morning routine, and you know the default getting up at six thirty, seven o'clock, sometimes sleeping in even until like eight thirty nine. Ugh, it just makes me sick to think about it. And one thing I, I've learned over time is that when I wake up early in the morning. I am most productive. My willpower is at its strongest. My self-discipline is on par. Uh, for example, if I, especially when I think about like my eating habits, the, the, my decisions on how much food to consume, what types of food to consume, it's easy for me in the morning to make the right decisions all the way through the afternoon, all the way to lunch, and it's right around dinner time, around 5 p.m., that... I, I'm like starting to wane in my willpower sometimes. And what I find is that after dinner, I may have successfully made all the right decisions, but somewhere around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, it's those times when all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I, you know what, I'm, I, it's this, it, this thing's not going to be a big deal. And Quite frankly, it's not just food, but it's it's just everything else. I, I find that my product, my my ability to do anything productive and worthwhile and meaningful, things that are going to last, uh, have impact way into the future. As the as the day goes on, as the evening ekes forward, I I just find that I've, I I'm wasting so much of my life doing things late at night that are not meaningful or that are not life-giving to myself and to others. And and I'm like, why do I get out of these early morning routines? And so I was evaluating this, and there's no blame for anyone else to receive. It's all my decisions. You know, it's it's the things that I decide to do regardless of what the circumstances are around me. But I did get into some evaluation of what happened recently because over the summer, I found that I was having this amazing track record of early morning, getting up, getting that start to the day, you know, finding myself very eager to do the things that I most feel called to do in this world. And for me, that's to create content, content that's entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspirational. And I know that the most reasonable amount of content to put out into this podcast episode is once a week, every week, no more, no less. I'm tempted at times to give you guys more than a weekly episode here. There are times when I would love to give you guys a daily podcast episode, but I've talked about that in the past, and I've had a very large number of people say, please don't. And quite frankly, uh, the podcasts that I subscribe to even the ones that I love the most, I love the fact that they're once a week, every week. And yes, there are seasons when I would even love for some of those people to put out 
multiple episodes per week. For example, I would love Father Roderick Von Hogan to put out multiple episodes of the, well, his podcast called Father Roderick and his podcast called The Break. There are times when I wish, you know, that Leo Laporte would put out two episodes of Mac Break Weekly every week just to hear him and his panelists talk and, and stuff like that. But the reality is, is I know that while there may be seasons of my life where I would like that, I'm absolutely convinced that that a majority of the time, if Father Roderick were to do that, and if Leo Laporte were to do that, I would eventually get behind on that content. I would feel tempted to just simply unsubscribe because I would rather unsubscribe from a podcast that I'm behind on than to skip episodes that are unlistened to, especially from some of my favorite content creators. This has always been the case, and and it's just how audio consumption is for me, and I've confirmed this with a very large number of other people. And so while, I don't know, I'm not saying I'll never produce more than one podcast episode per week, I just know that there is the potential that I will lose subscribers if I were to do that consistently, and so it's why this show has continued to receive, for the most part, one episode per week every week. But one area where I'm not quite concerned about losing subscribers and I'm not overly concerned about growing subscribers is my YouTube channel, my vlog. And my desire to create content is so overwhelming that what happens is I go and I create lots of vlog content in between these podcast episodes. So for those of you who are thinking, gosh, Cliff, I would love for you to record more than one episode per week, then... Guys, if, you, if you're not aware of this, head over to youtube.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft, youtube.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm, there are seasons where I've been publishing vlog content every single day. And in fact, during the summer, I was in this season of life where I was getting up early in the morning. It's because I had the, it's like, you know what? I'm just not creating enough content. I my number one desire in my business is to create entertaining education educational encouraging inspirational content content that helps inspire people to t- to take action to make shifts in their mindset that that helps people become more of who God created them to be that's who I am that's why I'm on this earth that's what I want to do more than anything else is to create content and if I've and if my current belief system is that once a week, no more for the audio podcast, then where do I go to to create content? Well, it's been my vlog. So go check it out. Seriously, the, the, it, you guys would not believe some of the content that I'm putting there. Now, quite frankly, there is some content that are just personal updates, and I don't know that they're, they have the evergreen lasting value that some of the other pieces of content, but there's a ton of value in my vlog content. I think I'm on, I, I just, I'm worked on episode 233 of my vlog uh, just yesterday. And, and, and well, it, it's pretty incredible. In fact, that's what I'm getting ready to share with you is, is the audio from vlog episode number 233. So what you're about ready to hear at the end of this episode is an indicator of a, a type of content that I'm putting out in my vlog that's normally not making it here in the podcast. So 
with that being said, I realized that, man, this that early morning routine, there was a season during the summer where I was publishing vlog episodes every single day. And how was that? Well, I got to the place where I was getting up by five o'clock in the morning every morning. I would go straight to the gym and I had this routine where right after I got out of the gym, I had my vlogging camera set up, set up inside the front seat of my Volkswagen Beetle and I would record these reflections from the front seat. And that was just routine. It was a it was something I was doing every day. But when I asked myself just recently, how did I get out of that? What, what shifted? What changed? What, what stopped that? And it may have been a combination of two or three things, but I think the two things that immediately come to mind is that all of a sudden there were some, uh, there were some road trips that, needed to go, that I needed to go on. And so I think it was right around Free the Dream that that happened. And right before Free the Dream, Stephanie uh, had uh, had fully recovered from a surgery she had, and that's when it clicked for me. Whoa, wait a second. Stephanie had a surgery back in the summertime, early part of the summer, and she was not going to be able to work out with me for six weeks. And so I was going to be going to the gym by myself anyway, and... Well, if I want, and what happened was I was starting to record some vlog content and and I'm like, man, I would like to really do this more often. How could I fit this into my schedule? And then I'm like, well, wait a second, since I can go to the gym whenever I want and I really want to fit more vlog content in, even though I have to prepare for this upcoming conference that I was working on at the time, uh, which you guys know about that happened. It was very successful, free the dream. So what can I do? And so what I decided was I'm going to get up every single morning at, I, I think by 5 a.m. and I'm going to go straight to the gym and I'm going to make it a routine that my my way to celebrate the fact that I got my workout in is that after I work out, I'm going to record these reflections from the front seat. And that's what I was doing. And then what what got me out of that routine was I think it was going to podcast movement. And then I came back and then there was just a couple of weeks before Free the Dream that I needed to do some extra preparation for that. I was still going to the gym every day, but then Stephanie started going back to the gym as well. She was fully recovered from her surgery. And when Stephanie was fully recovered from her surgery, me going to the gym at 5 a.m. was not an option because Stephanie's not going to do that. Uh, That's not her desired outcome. And so I'm like, okay, when do we go to the gym? And that's, well, after the kids go off to school, then we go to the gym together at 7 a.m. And so again, I'm not placing any blame, but I just made the decision that, well, since I'm going to the gym at 7 with Stephanie, there's no reason for me to get up. I'll just you know, go to the gym with Stephanie. I'll get up around 6.30. I'll get ready for the gym. We'll go work out. I'll come back and I'll try to record vlog content before I start my day uh, here in the studio. And I was doing that, but I found that I got to the place where instead of vlogging every single day, I was vlogging, eh, you know, once or twice a week (laughs) eventually. And So that's got me back to this idea of, do I want to go back to an early morning routine and what would that look like? And when I say early morning routine, more what I mean is, do I want to go back to getting up early? Because I desperately want to create more content. I desire to be more creative. And yes, I have, I've got tons of margin in my life uh, that's, that's had, has been afforded to me, but quite frankly, that has not been the case recently. Now it is today as of 
Tuesday, November 6th, I'm looking at my future commitments over the next several th- uh, four to six weeks. Very few commitments on my schedule, intentionally. However, prior to this, man, my my commitments have been booked up. I had never been two months behind on personal emails until Free the Dream. And finally, just this past week, I was able to get to Inbox Zero. But it all has to do with what happened one week ago. And that was that I made the decision to, to go back into an early morning start to my day. Specifically, I wanted to wake up at 4.30 a.m., Every single morning. Now, this uh, believe it or not, this was all prompted by a YouTube vlog from Casey Neistat where he interviewed this guy who was a Navy SEAL and they talked about why, you know, the, the discipline of getting up at 4.30 every morning and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of miss that. I do miss that discipline. I, I miss the way that it made me feel when I got that early start of the day. It, it's just like the, it was a boost of confidence to know that I did that. I got up that morning at 4.30 before most people would ever dream of it and blah, blah, blah. You know, just like, man, I miss that. And I miss the, that extra creativity. I miss that extra two hours of productive work d- during my most productive hours of the day. I miss that feeling. And so that's what got me started in the think, thought process, I vlogged about the idea, and then one week ago, last Wednesday, I made the decision to do it. Just got up at 4.30 in the morning, uh, my feet hit the floor before 4.31, and today, Tuesday, November 6th, this is the seventh day in a row that I've done it. And I have vlogged about the process a couple different days this past week. But And I've been sharing on my Instagram stories, Instagram.com, username Cliff EOTC, Cliff Encouraging Others Through, well, it's Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ or Cliff Encouraging Others Through Content. Either way, you need to remember it. It's Cliff EOTC on Instagram if you want to follow me there. But anyway, I've been sharing about it, and I'm like, wow, I feel more alive this past week than I have previously. And it has been a true joy to be back into an early morning start to my day. Now, my I did have some fear about getting back up in the morning, starting my day at 4.30. The question was, well, I normally start my day with my workouts. And if I were to work out at 4.30 in the morning, well, come 7 o'clock, is Stephanie still going to work out? You know, you know, are we going to not work out together? And I love working out with Stephanie. And I will tell you, it's been a little bit of a rocky road this week, you know, because I was up earlier. Stephanie had decided a couple different times to not go to the gym. And so I waited for her and to to get ready to go until after the or right after the kids went to school. And um, you know, it and and she's like, Yeah, I don't feel it today. Why don't you work out without me? It's like, seriously? It's like, man, if I would have known this, I would have worked out at 4 30 this morning. Um, before I got all dressed and everything. So, but you know, the thing is, is we're we're still navigating that. I will tell you, there have been two times in the last seven days that um, I woke up at four thirty in the morning, and this is my routine. This is my desired outcome. I wake up, my feet are on the floor. I'm standing up. I'm out of bed. No covers. No nothing. I am out of bed by four thirty one a.m. every single morning. Boom. All right. By 5 a.m., I am dressed and ready to start my day. Now, my desired outcome is that by 5 a.m., I am dressed in whatever clothes that I would be dressed in 
to allow me to create content. If I'm going to create video content today, that day, that means that I am dressed in a button-up shirt, and if you know, depending on weather, you know, actually no, I'm but I'm in a, I'm in a pair of blue jeans and a button-up shirt, and I'm walking in. I'm actually walking into my office by 5 a.m. ready for two hours of pure creativity. Okay, now um, after that, then. Um, I would wrap everything up here at 7 a.m. I would run upstairs, take off my jeans and button-up shirt, and I would put on my workout shorts and my workout shirt, and I would run back downstairs with Stephanie, and by 7.15, we're out the door together on our way to the gym. We'll work out for at least one hour. Sometimes we would work out more. Then we come back, have breakfast, and I start the rest of my day uh, after I change back into whatever work clothes I'm wearing that day. That's my desired outcome. And that's happened twice this week. And I suspect it will happen more frequently um, in, in the weeks ahead. And I, and I think it's going to work out that way. Some unique circumstances are happening right now, uh, like for example, today, Tuesday, November 6th, is election day, so the kids are off school, Stephanie's sleeping in. I'm almost certain that she's not going to want to work out together today, and so I, I, I'm not creating video content today, I'm creating audio content today. So I didn't dress into a button-up shirt, I'm actually wearing my workout shorts and, and, and workout clothes. And so... This morning, I got up at 4.30, and by 5 a.m., I was in my office, but I'm in my workout clothes. So if I know that I'm not creating video content for my vlog or whatever the case may be, or, then, then I'm not going to, to do the, you know, Mr. Rogers switching my clothes back and forth all the time. Uh, I wonder how many of you are so young that you don't actually know what it means to do the Mr. Rogers routine. Hmm, interesting. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that that just that that's crazy to think that there's some people out there that don't know that Mr. Rogers was this childhood television show where he would come in and he would kind of change his shoes when he came into the house and every time he'd left he he changed his shoes back to his outside shoes and he would change his cardigan sweater to his jacket. Anyway, it's it was fun. Oh goodness. So, little side tangent there. But anyway, um so the thing is is that I I realize there are going to be some days where I get up at 4.30 in the morning and Stephanie, if, if I know in advance she's not going to work out with me, I'm trying to decide, do I just go straight to workout? Maybe I'll work out here at the house. I have my own home gym here as well. So I could just do an elliptical or a spin workout or something here at the home gym, do that, then go and get changed and start my day earlier. I I'm navigating this, but I think I like the idea of the routine as well. So here's my thinking at this moment, at this very stage, right at this, right now. What I'm thinking is that no matter what, by 4.31 a.m., feet hit the floor. I'm, I'm moving, I'm getting ready. Depending on whether or not I'm creating video content or not, will determine what clothes I put on, all right? I think at this stage right now, the decision that I'm making based upon everything, is that from 5 to 7, no, mu- no matter what, from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. is creativity time. Now, that is, uh, creativity time for me is anything that I want it to be. 
It can be creating a video, it can be creating audio, it can be creating an email newsletter, but creativity for me could be outlining a new, new product. It could be outline like a, a digital product. It could be outlining a new talk that I'm doing. It can be anything that's creative. And if I want to, yes, I can create my day. And and I can if there's a just like four or five emails, I can hit inbox zero and and I could do I mean all of that just it's just whatever I feel like doing with those first two hours of the day. Now if Stephanie and I are going to work out, I'll know that by 7 a.m. And at 7 a.m., I will confirm it, and then I will go upstairs if I need to and change into my workout clothes if I created video content that day. And uh, if not, I will just go upstairs, and Stephanie and I will head off to the gym at 7 a.m. or 7.15 a.m. Now, I've determined that if Stephanie does not want to head to the gym any of those days, and by the way, she doesn't want to head to the gym at 7 a.m. on the weekends, that's for sure, and sometimes we go together later, or sometimes she takes the weekends off, So, but during Monday through Friday, if Stephanie does not go to the gym, I've determined that, okay, well, I could either continue on in some creative work right now, and for example, it's eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. I know that Stephanie's not going to the gym with me at 7 a.m. So here I am in my workout clothes and I've been in creative mode for three hours now. And I will go to the gym as soon as I feel led to end my creative mode. So at this moment in time, I'm still in creative mode. I will go work out once I'm finished here, all right? So, yeah, anyway, it's just something unique that I'm working on. This is something that uh, I'm navigating, but one week now, and I have decided I'm doing it on the weekends as well, I've made a commitment to myself for the time being. It's not a lifelong commitment that I'm making just yet. Um, I haven't even committed to I'm going to do this for 30 days, 100 days, just for this past week, I've made a commitment. I'm going to be up every single day. Uh, I did it over the weekend as well, and I'm going to I'm going to give this a trial run for at least another week and see if I still feel as strongly about it one week from now as I do today after the first week, and then I'll make a decision from there. Uh, uh, you know what what's my commitment to this 4:30 in the morning. And by the way, there it, it's been so easy. It's just been something that it's like, okay, why do I want to do this? If you want to know more about this, there's a there's a vlog that talks about how I've got myself into this. And I think it's vlog 229. So if you go over to youtube.com slash cliff EOTC or youtube.com slash cliff ravenscraft, either one of those will take you to my YouTube channel. And it's it's a vlog. You go to my playlist and look for the vlog. It's called The Power of Leverage, vlog number 230. So if you want to find out how I've gotten myself to where it's just like, it's easy, not difficult. It is easy for me to get up by 4.30 a.m. And so much so that I've actually woken up three out of the past seven days. I have woken up like at 424 and jumped straight out of bed. It's like, you know what, let's let's start this thing. Get eager, let's go. 
Uh, if you want to learn how, it's called The Power of Leverage, vlog episode 230. I'll put a link to that in the show notes here at uh, mindsetanswerman.com slash 573, mindsetanswerman.com slash 573. All right, so just wanted to give you a little personal update about what's going on here in my personal life, back to the early morning, start to my day. As a result of it, man, two hours, basically think about this, I've had an extra 14 hours of my most productive, creative expression of work over the past seven days. The most amazing 14 hours of additional most incredible amount of creativity and productivity in one week just by this one decision to get up a few hours earlier. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. And as a result of that, I was able to create amazing video content for my vlog. And one of those pieces of content was a marketing piece that, I, that I've used inside of a very very detailed marketing campaign that I'm doing for the Next Level Mastermind. And I'll speak more about that in future episodes of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. But for right now, I want to just share with you what you're about ready to hear is a video that I created in my studio. And by the way, I was using a headset microphone instead of using my Heil PR40. I was all wireless in front of my dry erase board teaching as a teacher would in front of a dry erase marker board. So that's what you're about ready to hear. As I created this video, just imagine me drawing and writing all kinds of stuff on my white erase board. And uh, more than important than the audio quality or anything like that is the powerful message that you're about ready to hear. My friends, you are about ready to hear why most businesses fail. Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here, and today I wanna talk to you about a silent killer that is responsible for killing a majority of all businesses that people start. I don't know if you've heard these statistics before, but did you know that 50% of everyone who launches a business fail within their first year? It doesn't get any better. Check this out, 80% of those who start a business, they fail within five years, and almost all, 96% fail within 10 years. That means that only 4% or four out of every 100 people who launch a business still have a business 10 years later. And that doesn't mean they're thriving. It doesn't mean they're wildly successful. It just means they haven't given up yet, all right? So why? Why are all of these businesses, why are all of these people failing? There are a number of reasons but I believe almost all of them have their roots in a single cause, the silent killer of most people's businesses. And I have experienced it and I almost succumbed to it. I almost had my own dreams killed as a result of this silent killer called isolation. Isolation. You may also know it, it goes by another word, it's called loneliness. Yes, I'm not kidding, being alone, all by yourself, 
feeling like the weight of your shoulders is just everything is all falling upon you and there's nobody who can relate to you, nobody who understands everything that you're facing. It all seems unique to you. You are failing left and right. You don't even know what to do. You're overwhelmed. You're stressed out. And quite frankly, most people give up 50%, give up in the first year And by the end of the first 10 years, 96% have thrown in the towel because of this thing called isolation. And I want to share with you just briefly about my own journey. Now, I will tell you that in January 2007, I was a dreaming employee, all right? And then in January 2008, I made a decision. I want to become a full-time self-employed business owner. I want to go out and make my own rules. I want to decide what products and services I want to create. I want to decide how I spend my day. I don't mind working hard. I don't mind working many hours. I just want to choose what I'm doing during those hours. You know, I want the freedom and flexibility to take a couple hours off and go to the school and see my kids receive an award in the middle of the day. I want some freedom and flexibility. I want to do the things that I feel most called to do in this world. I want to do work that gets me excited to jump out of bed at 4.30 every morning. And I made the decision in January 2008, on January 1st, 2008, I made a clean break with my old identity. I said, I am no longer going to be an employee. I am now going to be a full-time, self-employed business owner, okay? But that's when the isolation started to kick in. You see, all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, I used to do life, I was an employee over here, right? And so I used to do life with other employees, and and my entire life was spent building a peer group of people who were employees, you know, and, and those were different companies, different businesses, but but over my entire lifetime, I have made my life, or I've made most of my connections and relationships with people who were also employees. We were all playing by somebody else's rules. We were playing the game of life by somebody else's rules. And then all of a sudden, when I became a full-time self-employed business owner, this whole phrase, have you ever heard of this? It's lonely at the top. It's lonely at the top. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's lonely at the top. Maybe they're talking about celebrities, people who are multimillionaires, billionaires, and quadrillionaires, and all the other stuff. Maybe that's what they're talking about. But when I became a full-time self-employed business owner, I realized that the top means that the person who is at the top of, of, the, of the organizational structure, the people who are at the top of the org chart. You see, as an employee, there were people over here above us who were higher up on the ladder of, of responsibilities. And so the thing is, is I never paid attention how lonely it was for the manager of a business. You know, for example, I think about those managers who sometimes in a break room, when I was a teenager, I remember a bunch of us employees would get together and some of these employees would gripe and complain and say nasty things to this guy who was the manager, right? They, there, were, there were those managers that people didn't like. And then, of course, there was the, the business owner. And I remember people complaining, it's like, did you see that new car that the business owner just got? 
What is he doing? I mean, gosh, he could have given us all a raise. We could have all made $2,000 more each year if we, he would have just got us that instead. You know, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, I started to realize, wait a second. We, as an employees, were thinking about things from a completely different perspective. We did not ever really think about how lonely it is at the top. And then all of a sudden, I become full-time self-employed, and here I am, you know, thinking all is going to be well. I'm going to have all this freedom, margin, flexibility. And you know what? I was sad. I was sad. I was lonely. And I was isolated. I, I found myself, there was a, there literally was a wall that was being built between me and the people who I, who I had developed all these relationships with. Not that I was better than them, not that it was just that we are in a different stage of life. We are, we need to start, if I'm going to succeed in this journey of full-time self-employment, I need to start thinking different. I need to start acting different. And the problem is, is during the first year of my business where it almost died, and also, we'll, we'll come back to this in just a moment, but in my first year of business, I tried to maintain these relationships as much as possible. And to maintain those relationships, I tried to maintain a lot of that mindset. And, as, and the more I tried to maintain and keep things as status quo in those relationships, I found that I was struggling in my business. Uh, financially. And what I, what I determined is that the more I decided to try to grow my business, the more I tried to, d- to keep my business from dying, the, the more of a wall, the more isolated I felt from the people that I had spent my entire lifetime building relationships with. Let me explain to you uh, what I'm talking about. First of all, we're playing the game of life by a different set of rules. Just like the business owner here, now I'm this guy, okay? Now, I didn't have employees, and I still don't have employees to this day. But the thing is, is I'm doing things that are a lot in line with this. I'm the person who decides how many hours are worked. I'm deciding what products are created. I'm deciding what the hours are, what days of the week, and all that other stuff. And so imagine this. I decide to go to, to school, and my child is up on stage you know, receiving an award from their teacher and saying, congratulations, and here I am, and you know what? There's me here, and then there's all these moms, and Stephanie's with me, you know? And all of a sudden, these people over here, they're the, the wives of my friends are at school, and they're going home and saying, hey, I saw Cliff today. It's like, what's he doing there? You know, and then of course, all of a sudden it's like, well, gosh, it must be nice for you to be able to take the afternoon off, Mr. Big Wig, self-employed business owner. I, I know that they didn't necessarily mean it, but maybe they did. They're, but over time, I found myself trying not to, to connect with them and celebrate with them some of the things that were going on. Um, so for example, imagine this. Now, I'm, I'm going to say just a little bit down the road. Uh, what about this? What if all of a sudden uh, I have a idea while I'm in the shower and we're just going to say September 2000, 
nine. And I'm in the shower and one day I have this idea for a new business, a stream of income and a product launch. And I'm, I'm going to put it together. I spend a couple weeks working on it. I launch it. And what if I make an extra 30, or I'm sorry, an extra $67,000 within 30 days. Okay. Now the thing is, is these folks over here, they're still working 50 hours a week to generate 67K per year, all right? So they're working 50 hours a week so that they, and, and you know what? They can't wait until their vacation coming up, which by the way, they've been told that even though you have two weeks vacation, you can only take five weeks here and then you have to wait some time and give me some other time to, you know, to approve the other two weeks or the other, I'm sorry, the other five days. And these people are working their bucks off for $67,000 a year. And here I want to, I mean, if you just made 60, I mean, if you're used to this life and then all of a sudden you went through all of this in September 2009, you made it through this almost death experience, which we'll get to in just a second, but you make 67,000 extra dollars in a 30-day window. Are you excited about that? I was. Who do I talk to? Who do I celebrate with? There's nobody to call. Yes, my wife and I, we went out to lunch. Woohoo! Who else do I talk to? It's lonely at the top, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to start taking this day off or, hey, I'm going to go on this business trip or, hey, I'm going to go and invest over here. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to speak at this gig. And the more I'm out doing things that look fun to these folks that I used to do life with, it's not that they're all jealous, but it's just that it, just over time, I'm drifting further and further apart. The further I get away from being an employee, the more isolated I become to these people or that I became to those individuals. It wasn't intentional. Not only that, that, you know, here's the situation. There were people who, quite honestly, when I first started my first, my self-employed business journey, they desperately wanted me to succeed. They're like, Cliff, I am so excited for you. I can't even begin to tell you how great it is that I feel like you're going out and doing what God has called you to do. Dude, I am here night or day. Anytime you need to talk, I know that you're entering into the unknown. I want to be here to support and encourage you along the way. And so all of a sudden, it's like, listen, I'm responsible for marketing. I'm responsible for product development. I'm responsible for tech support. I'm responsible for everything. Even if I'm not doing it myself, I have to hire it out to somebody, right? Who do I, I, I'm experiencing all of a sudden problems that I've never experienced before. You know, we're talking things like, well, autoresponders and, and aren't, that aren't working and then SMTP servers that are throwing errors and all this other stuff. And, and I reach out to some of my friends and they're like, Cliff, let me help you. It's like, okay, so let me tell you what's going on right now. And they're like, dude, what language are you speaking? They just simply couldn't relate to the problems that I was experiencing. And they didn't even know who to refer me to. They didn't have anybody in their network that even spoke this language, all right? So I, I'm playing the game of life now from a different set of rules. It seems like, oh yeah, Cliff, that's great that you get to go to, to school to see the kids and stuff like that. Must be nice, right? Well, they don't see the fact that I'm working until one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, and the other thing that I find is that I'm all alone. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I'm an introvert and I love to be alone. I love to have my alone time. But sometimes it's just nice to have a, somebody around to have a conversation with. But it's, it's even better if you can have a conversation with somebody who understands what you're facing, what you're experiencing, who understands the weight of the, all of these decisions, the weight of all of this responsibility. You know, and, and the reality is, is I didn't have that. I mean, I had people from my old peer group that wanted to be that for me, but they weren't equipped. They couldn't relate. They couldn't understand. They couldn't be there to be the support that I needed. And so here I am all by myself and I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by all of the decisions that need to be made, all the things that need to be do, done. They're like, it's just like I go to a, a, an online course or I, I read a book and everybody says, this is what you need to do. And before you know it, I'm overwhelmed by all the things that need to be done. And not to mention the fact that, gosh, back when I was an employee, guess what? I was told what to do. So I spent an entire lifetime being told what to do, when to do it. Now I get the freedom and flexibility of doing what I want, when I want. And sure, you know, the thing is, is yeah, I can sleep in until 10 o'clock if I choose to do so, or I can go do this, but then I've got to figure out some other time to do it. Not only am I overwhelmed, this overwhelm leads to a lack of self-discipline, which is a lack of productivity, productivity is is taking a hit. I'm working around the clock. Oh, by the way, did I mention from January 2008 to 2009, I'm literally working seven days a week, 12 to 18 hours per day for nine months without a day off. Seven days a week, 12 to 18 hours a day, nine full months, nine months without a single day off. I'm overwhelmed, stressed out by all the things that people are telling me that I need to do. I don't, there's so many things that I, I need to do. I'm having a hard time disciplining myself on doing any one of them. My predict productivity is shot. You know, I might be working seven days a week, 12 to 18 hours a day for nine months, but quite frankly, the reality is three days worth of work, it's taken me three days to do something that should take me two hours. I don't know if you could ever relate to that, but this is how things were. All of this isolation was literally killing me. All right, so I was, this lack of productivity, I was, not only was I overwhelmed, I was massively stressed. I mean, we're talking big time stress, Um, like uh, overweight, eating crazy amounts of food to help, you know, just stress eat, you know, trying to make myself feel better. I ended up by the end of this year, by January 2009, I weighed 272 pounds. 272 pounds. Most of that was from stress eating and never moving from my computer monitor. Again, I don't know if you can relate to any of this stuff, but lack of self-discipline, lack of productivity, I was stressed, all the weight of all of this decision, I was alone, nobody to talk to, not even about my successes, all I could do is talk about my failures, but who do I talk to those about? I was all alone, and next thing you know, you get into the big D, the big D. And I will tell you right now, I've done life with some of the most successful online entrepreneurs, even Christian entrepreneurs, and every single one of them 
have dealt with isolation, which leads to all of this stuff, which leads to the big D word, depression. And I mean, we could talk about how all of this leads into something called low self-esteem or low self-confidence. So low self-confidence. And when you're the person responsible for sales and marketing in your business and your confidence in yourself is low, your ability to market and sell your products and services, you can do all you want. You can work around the clock. But if your confidence is low, your potential customer, your buyer out there for your products and services, they're going to sniff it a mile away and they're going to stay clear of you. And so uh, by the end of my first year in business, I worked seven days a week, 12 to 18 hours a day for nine months without a single day off. After nine months, I decided to finally take one day a week off. I increased the the number of hours that I worked the other six days. And at the end of the first year, I almost died. I literally, to celebrate my first year in business, I did a 24-hour nonstop podcast marathon. And I landed in the hospital that night with massive gallstones and the doctors and nurses in conjunction working together literally made some decisions that almost killed me. Now, obviously, spoiler alert, I made it out alive, but this was a wake-up call, a major wake-up call. And in December, I'm sorry, in January 2009, after I got out of the hospital, I decided something had to change and I needed more margin in my life. I needed to take some time off. I needed to have time to take care of myself physically, start working out. And so I started to study personal and professional growth. I started the self-help movement, if you want to call it that. Some people think very negatively of it, but I got to tell you, I just looked for people who were successful and I said, hey, I want to learn how these people became successful. And I became students of what they taught. People like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, people like Earl Nightingale, people like well, you've heard these names before, the people who, who basically wrote the books on personal development and success. And I studied them and all of them led me to this one thing, one principle that, that seemed to be the common denominator among every single person who has succeeded, not just surviving after a decade in business, but thriving. And that, my friends, is the mastermind principle, all right? The mastermind principle. And so October 2010, after studying this intensely, I was working with a guy. He was a client of mine at the time. Today, he's one of my close friends. His name is Pat Flynn. I had helped him just launch his very first podcast out into the world. And I said, Pat, you and I have been studying these personal development stuff. We just had a conversation about Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Hey, that chapter on mastermind groups, would you be interested in starting one with me? And so I started with Pat Flynn in October 2010, my very first mastermind group, a group that has been meeting every single week since then. And we put an end to the isolation in our lives. We put an end to the isolation. And then all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, I'm not as unique as I thought I was. I'm not the only person who has these fears. 
I'm not the only person who has these anxieties. I'm not the only person who has these problems. I'm not the only person who has to figure out how to, uh, how to set up a credit card payment processor. I'm not the only person who has to discover how to replace this form. I'm not the only person who has to discover how to remove malware from a website. I'm not the only person who's ever had to deal with these things. These people here from my old life, you know, from back here, they had no clue. But all of a sudden, people like Pat Flynn and other people who are on this journey, they're like, Cliff, I've been through that. Yes, I've, I got through that. Hey, Cliff, I have an idea. Why don't I, I'm thinking about launching just like you've done. I'm going to start producing uh, like five different podcast shows. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, let me tell you why I'm trying to shut down all my podcasts except for one. And, and so I'm teaching them things that I've learned and, and I learned the hard way. And they're teaching me things that they learned the hard way. And all of a sudden it's like they understand the rules. They understand that making a decision to say yes to this means that you have to say no to other things. These are people who believe in me, who are on the same journey. And all of a sudden I'm no longer alone. And so when I think about this break in the past, I used to try to hold on to those relationships. Now, the thing is, is I still have friends from my days as an employee and I love them dearly. I really do. But are they my peer group today? They're not. They're not. We play, we play this game of life from a completely different set of rules. Mine aren't better than theirs. They're just different. And so us, when the, the, the further I get along in my journey, I start to speak with an accent that they don't understand. I don't know if you can resonate or relate to what I'm talking about, but it, it is a completely different thing. And so for us to succeed in the self-employed business journey, if you want to be in the 50% that are still thriving or moving forward after that first year, if you want to be able to be in the, the 20% that are still going after five years, if you want to be in the 4% that are still going 10 years later, which by the way, I am getting ready to celebrate my 10th year in business. And ever since October, 2010, I've experienced exponential growth in my abundance, success, love, and joy. And a majority of my abundance, and abundance isn't just financially, but it is financially. It's, it's relationally, it's health and fitness, it's every area of life. My abundance, success, love, and joy has exponentially grown since October 2010. I have not experienced isolation since October 2010. All of my problems consistently are getting solved on a weekly basis every single week since October 2010, since I decided to upgrade my peer group, since I decided to do life with other people who believe in me, who understand the language that I speak about online business or just business ownership, the problems, people who are sharing their resources, their experience, their knowledge, their network to other people, recommendations, referrals. I am connected to the right resources at the right time for everything that I face in my business today as a result of the mastermind principle. And I have been since October, 2010. My friends, isolation, isolation is the root cause of the death of most businesses. And I believe that you can change your trajectory of your life. You don't have to wait two and a half years. I've been doing this thing called the Next Level Mastermind. I started it one year ago, all right? And I want you to check this out. I want you to go to Next 
nextlevelmastermind.info. 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 I started this in November of 2017. And there are people all along their journey, their timeline of their full-time self-employed journey. Uh, we do have some people who are the dreaming employee, but they have a business. To be in the Next Level Mastermind, you have to have a business. You have to have a product or service that people are already paying you for. That is a requirement. If you have a day job, you have to have a, des- a desire. No, you have to have not just a desire, a commitment to become full-time self-employed within 12 to 18 months. And most people who have joined, it like happened like within weeks because, well, once they learned that, well, there's just a couple of things that you need to just shift in your mindset that's going to radically change things and help you replace that income. And, and the amount of money that you'll make over here as the employee, it, it, it just, it's costing you money to keep the day job. Just trust me on this one. We've seen it happen over and over again. But then no matter where you're at, we, we have people who have been in business in the Next Level Mastermind for more than 30 years. But what I love is this. I've seen people who are in their first year of business. They just left the day job. In fact, I've, we just had somebody who left the day job as the result of being in the Next Level Mastermind, and they're already experiencing exponential growth in their abundant success, love, and joy within the first few weeks and months of their business journey. And I can tell you right now, what I'm excited most about is in the Next Level Mastermind, we are putting an end to the isolation, the silent killer of their businesses, their dreams, their goals, and their desires to do the work that they feel most called to do in the world. I'd like to do it for you. Head over to nextlevelmastermind.info. Apply today. I would love to help you skip all of that isolation and all the problems that come with it and help you experience this abundance, success, and joy every single week, helping you solve every single problem that you come up with in your business, surrounded by other people who believe in you and will help you succeed based upon their education, experience, resources, connections, their network. We have your back in the Next Level Mastermind. Next Level Mastermind. Dot info. See you there. Well, there you go, my friends. That was the vlog that I created. I am so excited that you guys have listened all the way through to this part in the episode. Hey, if you want to take your business efforts to a whole new level, seriously, don't delay this marketing campaign. It's going to fill up every single spot inside of the Next Level Mastermind. Go ahead, head over to nextlevelmastermind.info, apply today. And until next time, my friends, I encourage you to find something in your own life that will get you so excited that you'll eagerly desire to jump up out of bed every single morning at 4.30 in the morning, eager to start your day. And if you don't have that in your life right now, that's what I pray for you. Not necessarily that you actually decide to get up in the morning. If you're, an, if you're a night owl and you prefer that, that's perfectly fine. But I hope that you have something in your, in your life that you are so excited about doing that it, it will motivate you to do something as crazy as jumping out of bed at 4.30 in the morning every single morning. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.